Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 47 of Big League Flicks, a sports movie podcast. I'm Jamie McKinman, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Christian Webster and Jordan Reed. What's going on, fellas? How are we doing tonight, fellas? Well, it's good to see us. Yeah. Great night. Good day today. Beautiful day in Kingston, Ontario today. It was. It was a very lovely day. The only thing that could have made today better, the Jays winning last night. Tough one, pal. Yeah. yeah. Tough one, tough indeed. One. Winning tonight, though. Yep. There we know. go. Come on, they're gonna Nationals. Need, yeah, they're going to need some luck. They need the Angels to somehow pull one, a couple out of their ass, and then they need the Nats to step it up. They need yeah. so- Soto's been unreal all year, but they need him to just be unreal. Three for four or three bombs. Yeah, yes. Just done world. Three, three run home runs, please. Yeah, absolutely. So, talking about baseball makes sense for the movie that we're doing. So, th- I, th- I think this is our first sequel. Is it our first sequel? I believe I so. I believe so. Because we've only done one Rocky. You mean we didn't do Goon 2 yet? Oh, God. <laughs> or Sandlot 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's our first sequel. This one, we're, we're staying with our, our baseball theme, and we're going back to 1994 with David S. Ward's Major League 2. Here's the pitch. Going! 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 Oh, no! Not the damn song again! Look out in the cheap seats. The funniest team in baseball is back for their best season ever. All the way! Ricky Wild Thing Vaughn. What was that last pitch you threw me? I call it the Eliminator. Jake Taylor. There's a rookie in camp I'm going to need your help with. What exactly is his problem? Roger Dorn. Come on, Roger. Take one for the team. Willie Mays Hayes. And he's out by an eyelash at third. Boy, we never seem to get the close ones. Pedro Serrano. Serrano killed baseball. And making their debuts this season, Jack Parkman. Kamikaze Tanaka. Rube Baker. I bet you're wondering why they call me Rube. No, I got a pretty good idea how that happened. And back in the booth, team announcer Harry Doyle. The Indians are showing signs of life for the first time in weeks. They appear to be beating the crap out of each other. Major League Two. It's a swing and a hit. Well, you know the drill. Before we jump into the movie, we're going to crack into some cold beer. So without further ado, let's jump into our brew review. What are we drinking tonight, Webb? Well, boys, tonight we're drinking the beer that is named after Roger Dorn's backbone. We're going with our fine friends from JR's former province. Uh, we're going to the PEI Brewing Company's uh, Beach Chair Lager. This 4.5% classic lager contains subtle yet complex malt flavor with mild bitterness, a frothy head, and a long dry finish. We're glad we could give these boys some uh, love this week because they do a ton of work in their community through fundraisers, giving back to worthy causes like their local sports teams, and they even support uh, cystic fibrosis research with some of their events, so pretty cool. Be sure to check them out at peibrewingcompany.com. Give them a follow on all your favorite social media. 
uh, platforms and uh, keep involved with all of the great things that they're doing. And as always, Big League Flicks reminds you to please enjoy responsibly and always remember you've arranged, arranged a safe ride home. I got marbles in my mouth tonight. Cheers, boys. Cheers, Cheers. everybody. That was a good read. Well good done, Webb. Great yeah. read. It's a good beer. Like the can. It is tasty. Mm. Makes me kind of want to be on a beach right there with that nice beach chair. That's a good beach chair, too. It's you don't make them like that anymore. the kind you can sink your ass into. Yeah. You know, when you just dug, dig in for the day. You're not getting up. No. no. I mean, you're going to have a bad back, but let's be honest, we all have bad backs. <laughs> we have to keep then. chiropractors in business. Yeah, absolutely. That's not going away anytime soon. That's pretty cool, all the stuff they do. That's, that's really awesome. That's yeah. what they do on the island. It's just the pure class of Prince Edward Island, guys. Yeah. It's just that mighty island that just I keeps on I, giving back. I think I also read that they have a golf tournament at a lovely course that is personal favorite of Mr. Webster's. Crowbush? A little Crowbush event. Oh, what a I place. think maybe the boys need to uh, get a trip there. I would love to I go really, back uh, anytime. I can really taste... Uh, I mean, I mean, I know they. It's supposed to be a Charlottetown beer, but I feel like there must have been some Summerside. Don't you dare even stop me right now! <laughs> Don't listen hey, to a word. I heard, was it a Summerside transplant that started? This? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even acknowledging that right now. This is from the wonderful people of Charlottetown, Prince Edward Island, the greatest city in the world. So listen, everybody, that's nonsense. Don't listen to anything he's saying about Summerside <laughs> Beach Chair Lager. I love you guys. You're the best beer I've ever had in this podcast because you're from Charlottetown. So it is a good. I'm going to be biased. It is a delicious beer, though. Um, the right amount of alcohol content for me, and definitely a beer that you could have at the beach. Nice icy one out of the cooler. We always talk about cool can, awesome, and an awesome place. I feel like the first time I had this was maybe a few years. I don't know when it started. I had to go back and look. I think they said 2013. But Mrs. Webster and I, when we went out uh, on our five-year trip out east and we stayed in lovely Charlottetown for a while and hit up the Gahan house a couple times, I'm pretty sure I had one of these. Did you? Yeah, I think I did. I did that and so, uh, like a, a real citrusy kind of IPA that they had there too. So You can't go wrong sure out east this. with a Gahan house. No. They were wonderful It was, wonderful it was really, really lovely. They yeah. had some cool, their spot's cool too. They had this like... You could roll up the little slips of paper and they'd stick it in the bricks. So there's like little messages. So oh, you could see all these cool. messages people would write. Very neat. Uh, yeah. So that's cool. Very neat. Shout out to the corner table. You'll see one that Mrs. Webster and I did. That's cool. Sweet. Very yeah. cool. Very, very Great cool. beer. And thank you for giving back to the wonderful community of Charlottetown. Awesome. Well, as we mentioned before, we are doing Major League Two. It was directed by David S. Ward, distributed in 1994 by Warner Brothers. Got a 5.6 rating on Internet Movie Database and 5%, only 5% on Rotten Tomatoes. Had a budget of $25 million, grossed only $30 million at the box office, so it just kind of broke even and a little bit over. Music by Michel Colombier. I don't even know if I mentioned pronounced that right, but uh, starring Charlie Sheen, Tom Berenger, Corbin Burnson, Omar Epps, and Dennis Haysbert. Quick movie synopsis. The Cleveland Indians, now the Guardians as we know them as, uh, an endearing assortment of oddballs who improbably won the division championship last season have since lost their edge due to personal pursuits and the excess of fame. Rick Wild Thing Vaughn, played by Charlie Sheen, does lucrative endorsements, but his killer fastball is gone, while once aggressive slugger Pedro Serrano has become a laid-back Buddhist. But as the players realize they've all gone astray, they rally at one more shot at the World Series. Jump into our character reveal. Let's start with our boy Jake Taylor, played by Tom Berenger. Jake just continues to be a baseball man, boys. And I wonder sometimes, as I see, we've talked about him lots. He's on our teams. He's one of our favorites of all time. Uh, Berenger always, always does a great job. 
Um, he has some really good quotes, really good scenes in this one as well, and he holds his character quite well. And you, he's still very believable, broken down catcher. Even though Behringer by then be starting to get up in the years to yeah. pull that yeah. off. Um, I had him always as I wrote baseball man. I also had I throughout watching this movie. I started to make connections to people that followed them. So I had Jason Veritek in mind on this one, guys. Yeah. I had the leadership qualities of Tech. Not, you know, not the bat, not all the other things, but just Definitely his, not the style. No, not the style of Veritek, but he's that one constant and then one rock. He's the captain. I mean, I love how he didn't really want to become a coach. I, I really liked that. And I like the scene when he goes back to Lou. And I'm going to jump to quotes, but when he said, I'm going to, I'll beg Doran that you, you, I'll tell Doran that you, I had to beg you to come back. Yeah. There's something about that where you knew this guy eventually was going to have to become a coach. Yeah. You know, he's like, and he, catchers make great coach, coaches. So yeah, it's not a shocker to me that he ended up being so successful and he's just literally an iconic baseball character. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pretty much. I actually really like that he's not as prevalent in this movie. I mean, the storyline's not really based around him. It is and it isn't, but it's more about the, the team and the younger guys. Whereas in the first one, it's a lot more about him. Yeah. Um, and I think that's also based on the timing of the first one and where the other guys were at in terms of their acting chops and their career. And Behringer was so probably so much further ahead at that point in time. Maybe Charlie Sheen, but it's neither here nor there. Corbin Brunson too, I guess. But, uh, yeah, like I, I, I think all those things you said, he just he does a good job at portraying this guy who's transitioning to it from playing to a different role and I mean he's hilarious and does a good job. I don't know, and he's got sweet jackets and sick aviators, so Oh yeah. Good flow. Still oh, yeah. got Rene Russo too, so Yeah, he's doing all right. Yeah, I like the I like the connection with uh, VTech. Uh, he reminds me a lot of Veritech at the end of his career. Because mm-hmm. remember how his last couple of years, he, he wasn't hitting the ball like he used to, but he still had that presence. He's, he's still the captain. the captain. Right. That's right. Uh, I also get a lot of, I've always had the the Gary Carter at the end of his career vibe as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the hair helps too. The hair helped. <laughs> yeah, they still have the you know similar hair. Couldn't style. hit like the kid. No, he couldn't. Kid good mash. At the end of his career, Gary Carter, though, was... Pretty broken kinda, down. Yeah, he was pretty broken down. But that's a good point, though. Yep. But yeah, I mean, those are two iconic catchers for sure, big time. Um, makes a lot of sense. I I love Tom Berenger, and you know him and Charlie Sheen have have a good connection. I mean, it goes back to the Oliver Stone days from Platoon. They've been in the three movies to this point together, mm-hmm. in pretty prominent roles together. So yeah, great one. Let's move on to Rick Wild Thing Vaughn, played by Charlie Sheen. Speaking of Sheen, cool role for him in this one. You know what I saw in this one, guys? He released his inner Bud Fox. Yeah. He was very Bud Fox in this role. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> um, he, I, I guarantee this was an easy one for him to play. Yeah. And the shtick. First of all, he loves baseball. Yeah. He can do a lot of his own baseball. He looks like a baseball player too. Even when he's like suited up, I I don't know like if he I'm like he looks like a baseball. He's got good player. mechanics. Yep, everything's proper. Um, but the Bud Fox factor, you know, when he's like, they think I'm crazy or so. He's looking in the mirror and the hair. Like I guarantee that was a very easy role for him to he switch because he had done to, both of it. Charlie Sheen had a full ride to Kentucky. That's fair enough. Uh, he was Hold a pitcher. On. He topped. I think he topped it at like ninety or ninety one in high school. So he he was a prospect. Yeah, and I mean, he, you know, Webb, you might allude to some of this in a minute, but like the idea of building the brand, and I'm bigger oh, yeah. than, you know, it's bigger than baseball to me, and building the brand, he's kind of ahead of his time, too, in that one, Webb. Yeah, and I mean, he alludes to that when he says, you know, like, what's the line to Jake, or he's like, you know, I can't just be a one-year, one-and-done guy, I gotta have, I've gotta try to yeah. make a career out of this. 
Yeah, all those things you said. I mean, the thing that I really like about him in this movie is you just you see the growth of the character, right? And he's still pretty. He's still got some cockiness about him, but a lot more confidence than he has in the first one. Yep. Um, and I think some of that is obviously the, the the role that he's now trying to play, and he's he knows he's the guy on this team, right? You're number one. You're going mm-hmm. out every. Every week to get us the win, and the the lines about you know if you can get a piece of it, I'll let you rename it. They're they're classic, pure cocky, pure cocky factor. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's move on to uh, Willie Mays, played by Omar Epps. Similar thing, the brand piece comes in, and I feel like you know Webb, you talked about this movie a lot, and how you know it's you know remember you're saying you're like, guys, it's not it it has things in it that. Mm-hmm. Are legit, and I gotta give you credit on this. And I watched it again, watching it now in 2021. That piece that didn't exist as much back then. There are very few guys in '94 that were worried about the brand and the image. Whereas 2021, you know, you look at them now with social media accounts. Think of Willie Mays Hayes's like Instagram account in 20. Like it would be wild. So I kind of give them kudos for that and the idea of the acting piece, doing your own stunts and all that, and looking bigger than baseball. I know it's meant to like make them look cocky or whatever but looking at it from a 2021 lens maybe i'm looking at it too in depth but like i saw the connections where you're like no i see what's going on you look the hockey players today basketball players but any athlete and the money they're making outside of the sport they're playing is substantial and that's lifetime money they can continue to do so i had willie in there um it was nice to see in a baseball standpoint you know my, uh, Omar Epps, I mean, I like the, I like Snipes as William Mays Hayes, but I think Omar Epps does a great job and is believable too. As a, an elite center fielder, mm-hmm. um, he's big. He's, he's more athletic than Wesley he's Black very Hammer looking. is, Black Hammer is much more believable as William Mays Hayes to me than Omar, than, uh, Wesley Snipes. Omar <laughs> Epps is way more believable to me as Omar Epps yeah. looks more like an athlete and he has a much better swing. Than Wesley yeah, Snipes. oh yeah. Wesley Snipes had an awful swing. For sure. And like moving around the bases when he's I, I like the scene where he comes in and pinch hit pinch runs and you know stealing all the bases, but what is what it is. But you know he looks he looks like a base stealer. Yep. He he fits yeah. the role of a center fielder. He's he got a little like bit of Ricky a, Henderson in him yeah. with all the chains yeah. and he's everything jacked. else too. The other thing That's too is like the thing that I always and never stuck it's not well with me with uh Wesley Snipes in this role. Other than white men can't jump, right? Wesley Snipes is not this guy. He's a serious dude. Like, yeah. and I didn't I'm, correct me if I'm wrong because I'm trying to go back here. But when we did Major League, like Wesley Snipes had never swung a bat before or something like that. Yeah, like he wasn't. He, 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 he never played baseball at all. Or and interesting and interestingly enough as well, that was kind of the knock on him for white men can't jump. Even though he did pick up the game fairly well, like he looked good in the scenes, but. They were saying they were having a lot of trouble in White Man Can't Jump because Woody Harrelson was a bit of a baller. Like he That's could right. Play. We talked yeah. about that in that episode. Yeah. Right. We were talking about that. Um, but Snipes had the chops, right? Like yeah. he, could, he was just so lovable in that movie, right? But like, like when you think of Wesley Snipes in like, anyways, some of my favorite roles, like he's like a serious gangster dude, right? Like yeah. or, or he's like a badass blade you know, vampire guy. hunting. Passenger guy. 57. Yeah, like, the movie was awesome. Yeah, like, yeah. or the fan. Like, he's yeah. just like a, a badass. Like, yeah. he does it. I mean, I guess he does. Demolition do, Man, he was pretty funny. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, he was pretty good in that. He yeah. does do a little bit of the comedy thing pretty well, I guess. I don't know. Omar Epps, to me, is just more believable in this role because he's just more uh, gregarious. Is that the right word? Like, he's just a little bit more charismatic and, like, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. This is when I think of like I think Willie in year two makes sense. I, I do like uh, he's a little bit more of a prima donna type I de- guy. I like Willie playing, uh, or sorry, I like Wesley Snipes playing Willie in year one because he 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 was very green. Remember when he like yeah. did, didn't know how to drink the, the the champagne correctly? He's like swishing it around in his mouth and stuff. <laughs> yeah, like I, he played that role well. But I think when he became real cocky and stuff, even though it, it always kind of messes with you to see a different actor playing the role or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think. Just what you were saying, Webb. Omar Epps plays a better. Uh, now I've got my swagger type. Yeah, guy. yeah. Darnell Jefferson. Cock hey, of the he walk. Is, he's he not far off being Darnell Jefferson either. He's only a year apart. Year one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The program was ninety three, and this was ninety four. So. Yeah. So he's nice. fresh in sports minds too. He's getting yeah. ready for love and basketball. True. I and do remember watching this because I watched the program before this movie came out when uh, back in the day. And I remember, like, you know, loving Darnell Jefferson. And then when I saw that he was playing, I'm like, because Omar Epps kind of just came on the scene with that. Mm-hmm. And this one, and then 95, I think he did uh, Higher Learning. Yeah. So he was pretty hot at that time as an actor. And I remember being like, yeah, Omar Epps, Omar Epps, because he was so good in those other he, roles. He's a fantastic. He's yeah. done a lot. Yeah. yeah. He's really talented. He's Very talented. sneakily done a and lot. And there's a good gap between the two movies, too. That yeah. you're like, okay, you know, there's been years between here. Like, what is it, five years maybe between the two of them? It is, yeah. yeah. So it's very yeah. believable. It helps the factor too to get your mind around it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's move on to Roger Dorn, played by Corbin <laughs> Burnson. <laughs> well, I, he is just the biggest pseudo all star of all time. <laughs> I wrote down for him. Um, the fact when he took one for the team was the best. That was one of the best scenes. Just get in there. This guy throws you inside. Yeah. And I love the pinch running. No. No. That's one of the no. best scenes. Of the and he guys. has the helmet with no ear flaps out there. True pro. The one guy's scratching and he's scratching beside him. Um, just caught some comic relief. You can never take him serious. He's even more comic relief than the first one. The yeah. negotiating piece where he's like, you, he's like, 110. He's like, oh, I could go as low as 110. He's like, well, she's like, 120. You started at 120. Yeah, 130. <laughs> he's, oh, you started at 110. Yeah, like he's just pure comic relief. I mean, Corbin Burnson's hilarious. Yes, uh, he he needs to do more co- comedic girls for me. I don't yeah. know. He, I think he's just priceless. Remember on the L.A. Law? That was the, remember when I first remember Corbin yes. Burnson back in the day. That show was cool. Like LA I feel Law. like I would love to see him and Bill Murray do a movie together. I feel like it would be just like remember priceless. Seinfeld when he was on the Seinfeld. Yes, yeah. <laughs> that was an amazing yeah. episode. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. I don't have much to add on Dorn in terms of only, what he adds to this the movie. Thing I, the, the only thing that bugged me piece. with the way that he was written character-wise is like, I mean, and I'll get into it later in more depth, but I felt like there was a lot of inconsistencies in the comedy in this movie because you would have like some guys that are, obviously like some of the stuff was played up kind of in an off-the-cuff laugh, like Willie's movie, right? Like you're laughing at the movie, but it's like, it's still in on point with what they're doing, but I felt like Doran's character was just so outside of the consistency of it. He was just such a goober and so unbelievable. And in the first movie, he was super cocky, he was but he was super suave and super cocky. He had his yeah. sh- shit together. This one, he just he was a bumbling idiot. And there was what, no respect for his character. No, <laughs> like, that's yeah. the only thing that I was like. I felt the comedy was a little bit uh, inconsistent and over the top. Well, but character. I'll say this. The most, some of the most famous lines from Major League One are making fun of Roger Dorn. Yeah, right. Ron Dorn, enough of that Ole bullshit. But, he, but he, that. those yeah. were funny Roger Dorn They're hilarious lines. But he's talk not, about. He's not like a bumbling idiot, though. No, or like peeing on the contract. Like he's just a cocky prick. True, that's true. He's a prima donna. Yeah, but those are lines that people would like recite at practice. Hundred percent. Enough of that Ole, and then like 
I wonder if they parlayed that a little bit into making Doran more of a goof. Yeah, I don't I mean, know. I agree I like with you on that. Jay, I feel like there's Dorn's, maybe that's a. I feel like there's Dorn's, Sorry, Jared. I feel like there's Dorn scenes that are cut out in this movie that we probably like. They just. I feel like there's more to left his character on the cutting room floor. Maybe. on the cutting room floor. That's yeah, I think point. there would have to be like the fact that like he owns the team. Like even that. I mean, they explain it. It but happens quick. His his contract couldn't have been that good that he was able to buy the team. Yeah. Well, True. the number was kind of weird because can you imagine buying a major sports team for 120 grand? I mean, he buys it one for 150, but she offers 110 to start. Yeah, 100, mm-hmm. 110 Mil- grand. Like the grand or million? I think it was. I took it as I grand. Don't Jesus. I mean, I don't think teams were going that high in the early 90s, like 110 million, like the Indians. But I don't know. I don't know. But he wouldn't sure have that either. kind of money to begin. That's what I mean. Uh, no, no, he wouldn't. I took. Well, it he would have had to sell the solarium. And maybe yeah, the uh, Rolls Royce he showed up in yeah. in the golf clubs. Maybe it was million. I don't know. I don't ever know how to. Talk I don't remember team. it. What what they were saying. I, feel I like remember that he would have had to have part. Millions would make way more sense than thousands, even in the nineties, wouldn't it? Yeah, but well, I mean, for major money, franchises, for sure. he wouldn't have that much money. Anyway. No. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. When did uh, Jerry Jones buy the Cowboys? Ooh, I'm gonna say in the eighties. Like in the eighties, yeah, because he got he got the so Cowboys like for a ridiculous 80s. price. Remember, they were one in oh. fifteen in Troy Aikman's first year. Yeah, yeah, but I want to say it was it was definitely under hundred million that he got the Cowboys. For. Oh yeah, yeah, they were hurting. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know, but um, up in some drafts. Let's move on to probably my favorite guy, Lou Brown, played by James Gammon. Okay, so <clears throat> I was able to make some more connections today as I was watching it, and I started thinking it. First of all, that is a coach you'd still go to the wall for. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Is he not Jack McKeon? Remember think... old coach Jack McKeon? Yeah. yeah. Coach the Marlins back in the day? Yeah. I'd say there's some Jimmy We're... Leland in there. I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I have Jimmy Jack Leland, McKeon Sparky Anderson, of just maybe. like... Yeah. The old, like so old and grizzled, but like you never saw him doing anything. Like when Lou's running spring training, all right, next, moving along. I but think at the even same some time, Bruce Bochy as well too. Well, he was selling. Know? Wasn't he selling white fences or something? <laughs> white, wall, white wall tires, tires in the first one. White walls. I feel like he. I have him more as just Jack McKeon, like yeah. when he's smoking cigars, super old, but like. Think of those Marlins teams. They loved them. He had like oh, a yeah. young Miggy. Like he had stars on that team and they loved Jack McKeon. I think McKeon. Jimmy Leland was a them. disciple of Jack McKeon as He well. could have been. Jack McKeon in 91. I just randomly looked him up today. He's Jesus. still alive. Is Rips he? cigars in the bench. You're like, that's old school. He's that yeah. guy. He's that guy. Yeah. He He's old school and it's just something about those kind of managers. We were talking about Charlie Montoya tonight uh, oh, before God. we recorded about how this thing from it. He needs to get more fired up or get tossed out of a He needs to do a lot more like edge to him. And a guy like a Jack McKee and Bobby Cox, Jamie mentioned, like those guys are the kind of managers you go to the wall for. Yeah. yeah. And Lou fits that bill. Oh, absolutely. I, I lose, lose a beauty. I mean, I don't have much to add on that. He's, a, he's just a beauty. Same thing. We'd all go play for that guy in a heartbeat. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's move on to Pedro Serrano, played by Dennis Haysberg. Um, I kind of didn't like his character in this movie that much. I just thought it was an afterthought. I was like, okay, yeah, you, you're nice, you're kind. The time where he has Joe Boo meeting Buddha is pretty good, but it's still kind of lame. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna lie to you. Not my favorite. He's believable to me as a slugger. I have a thing in there, and like Haysberg's a believable character. Yeah, but the whole shtick. Web, not for me. I was gonna say, I this is where I 100 percent agree with you. I I hated what they did to his character in this one, because yeah. uh, it just 
I mean, they lost the beauty of what he was in the original, right? Um, but he's funny. He's still funny. Like, I still use it all the time when <laughs> on the golf course or something. I make a huge button. I'll go, marbles. And I start yeah. doing the huge, like. See, that was know. a good scene. That, yeah, those like, those scene. are those are funny. Um, and the, how do you like me now? Grasshopper. Like, grasshopper, yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. That's about it. Yeah, I don't know. I just. I don't like the way they wrote that character in this one. It's not oh, as believable. I'm 100% the same. And I, I had the same feelings as I did with Dorne. I just felt they, they made it too goofy, too inconsistent mm-hmm. in, the, in the brand of comedy. Uh, are there other notable characters you want to mention? Yeah, I have, I have a couple that I want to mention. So first, I guys talked about Marbles, um, Tanaka. Yeah. To me, he's like an iconic character. And like I said earlier, <laughs> earlier podcast, but shout, shout out to my buddy Joe Arsno, who anytime we'd get a rally going. <laughs> Or do anything. You'd go and stand on first or second. You got a double, and you tried to give a little Marvel side, and he'd be on the bench going, "Marvel." Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. He was a big guy too, so it was really funny. And he would even how you go, "Marvels." <laughs> he was a, he was a good team guy, no doubt. And Jack Parkman's wicked. Jack Parkman. May we were talking about this today? I said other than Ivan Drago, he might be my favorite sports movie villain of all time. He plays it great. David what a Keith, job! The actor. Oh my god, yeah. he has like in all sincerity, he has the best. Like I, it's pre bat flip. I don't know what you call it. Home run celebration. Yeah, of all like all of them. Yeah, and then like the <laughs> Chichi Rodriguez almost kind of yeah. puts it back in the same in the sword in the. He's uh, AJ Brzezinski. Yes. Oh, that's a good comparison. Yes. yes. He's a dick. Yeah. And he's big and strong and remember doesn't when, care. Remember when Pierzynski, uh ran over Michael Barrett and then he got up and like bumped him as, he, as Barrett was getting <laughs> up? Care. Like that was such a prick he didn't, move. Didn't he, he, he was, was a wrestler too. Who was the other guy too? He, didn't he like, he like crushed somebody in a collision at the plate and then he stepped over him. Like it was like. <laughs> I, yeah, it might have been Barrett. Might was have been that the same it? one. They got in the, they, Barrett got up and like came after him. Like, okay. He, there was one. I remember watching one. I was like. He, he was, was at the Expos at the time, Barrett. Yeah. Okay. That might have been it. I think Pierzynski might have been with the Giants. No, he's a Cub. Cubs White Sox at the time. Yeah, Cubs yeah. White Sox. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Przinsky though, good catcher, but man, oh yeah, he was just a jerk. I mean, uh, secondary characters. I mean, Harry Doyle is for the he best. He makes these movies. Yeah, uh, but I'm also gonna sh- give a shout out to Monty. What's his name? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> he uh, he's pretty funny. Flyball. Yeah. Oh, caught. Caught. <laughs> so I got a question for you guys. I was thinking about again today, and I know this might be getting annoying with all the analogies I was making, but no, it's good. I like. Do you think analogies. Hank Azaria got Brock Myers like from Hunter? Yes, yeah. Doyle? yes, yeah, especially in two. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of inspiration, especially yes. the drinking. Like he's, yeah, just Harry like, Doyle's drinking a lot. Out. Yeah, like I don't know. Yes, hundred percent. No, for sure, absolutely. Brock Meyer is literally just like whatever character, like Ken Brockman from The Simpsons, mixed with like Harry Doyle. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. I got to give a shout out to Rube Baker, played by Eric Brosscotter. I thought he was a pretty, pretty funny character. He's just like one of those like podunk. Uh, I love when uh, he says, "Oh, he says Rube, is it?" He's like, "Oh, you bet you're wondering how I got my name." He's like, "No, I got a pretty good idea." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was one of the best <laughs> yeah. sneaky lines in the movie. Uh, also, want to give a shout out to Nikki Reese, who plays uh, Charlie's old girlfriend, um, played by Michelle Birkin. She was, from, I don't know if you remember, from uh, Dazed and Confused. She was in Dazed and Confused. Yes. Yes. She's, she's cute. I like yes. her. Yes, she is. Yeah. She, she's a good character. In this yeah. Movie. Yes, she is. Yeah, very, very good character. Kind of bring, you know, reminds uh, Ricky 
saves the season for them, basically. Reminds Pretty much. Absolutely. Exactly. She should get a ring. She should. Absolutely. Give her a ring. For sure. And put a ring on it, Reggie. There you go. got it. Oh, yeah. In the words of Beyonce, you know. Uh, let's jump into quotes. <laughs> Best and worst quotes. What do you got? Uh, I got um, some of the opening montage of Harry Doyle. Um, oh, yeah. You know, he Drive suited, talk. He suited up for the California Penal League before he came in. I love that. Um, uh, the uh, <laughs> We're told he really matured over the summer. He's bathing now. <laughs> <laughs> He's got some sneaky ones. I wonder if he ad-libbed a lot of those. I don't the know. Uh, most strikeouts by a person by an ex-car thief. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then the other one that uh, I love the comment, too, and couple another show guy mark mckinnon crank it jerry you <laughs> always yell that with like a picture coming you go crank it jerry <laughs> <laughs> those are just ones for me there's tons of them uh he's filled with them i like the when willie mays hayes is getting out of the limo and rube's like who are they they are center fielder <laughs> yeah uh, and they're sitting there and vaughn's going off and it's jake and willie mays hayes he's like Money's gone to his head. Let's go take a ride in my limo. <laughs> yeah, and then Jake gives that look. Uh, what was it? And then the one that I sent you guys earlier, and I was watching, doing my pod research. That play could be a finalist for Trojan End's Boner of the Week award. It just <laughs> yeah. cracks me up. Oh, absolutely. There's Ma- so many. I mean, yeah, you could go on. Harry days. Doyle alone gets his own section. Yeah. Money. At least the bird survived. Who cares? It's a rat with wings. <laughs> <laughs> you almost wish there's still announcers like this. If you get a piece of analogy, it's called the Eliminator. If you get a piece, I'll let you rename it. Oh, yeah. I think I'll call it the Masturbator. <laughs> yeah, that's iconic. <laughs> that was a classic one. Uh, I'm the only winner on this team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. <laughs> Jack Parkman <laughs> had a couple of zingers. Uh, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, like, uh, some of the, the Monty stuff is funny. Like, oh, yeah. I forget what he says. Like, Harry Doyle has a rant, and then Monty chimes in with, like, yep. And he's like, all right, dynamite drop in there, Monty. Yeah. Uh, broadcasting <laughs> school really paid off. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's just classic. He's, he's so fun. Uh, Lou Brown's, uh, speech about, uh, the winning streak. If we win tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. Yeah. It has happened before. <laughs> Two games in a row. That's called a winning streak. Yeah. Wow, Willie's really got some power. Yeah, off a guy will be bagging groceries in a couple weeks. It's just, I love him. <laughs> Which is true, right? Like 100%. these guys in spring training that just light it up and then, you oh, know, yeah. the first week of the season, just garbage, right? It happens all the time, as you see. Let's jump into some little known facts. So, um, uh, Rube Baker's inability to throw the ball back to the pitcher was actually based on, and you guys probably remember this, uh, New York Mets catcher Mackie Sasser. So Sasser was uh, very successful at throwing runners out, and he could he could mash too. I remember in his, yep. early in his career he could hit. Uh, but he had one of those, the yips, a case of the yips or whatever, and uh, had the mental block, and he would flinch several times. And he went through a bunch of things that his psychiatrist had him doing, and he was just completely messed up. Uh, so a lot of base runners took advantage of this affliction and stole bases while he was triple pumping his throwback or lollipopping it back to the pitcher. So I remember his Jesus. career pretty much ended after that. It kind of sucked because mm-hmm. he, he was a good prospect. He could hit. He yep. looked like, I think he was an all-star one year. He looked like he was on his way. Kind of sad when that stuff happens, but that's what that was based off. So it's got to be tough when he, I wonder if he's even watched this movie. Probably not. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So during the filming, the real Cleveland Indians were moving out of Cleveland Municipal Stadium into their new uh, stadium at Jacobs Field, which is now known as Progressive Field. Uh, however, Jacobs Field was not quite finished. 
Uh, although we do see a shot of it when he's on the bike. Yeah. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember that. Yep. They have that really nice concourse that's on the one side you can see from the road. Uh, so they actually shot a majority of the movie in Oriole Park at Camden Yards in Baltimore, home of the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, the first major league movie also used a different ballpark, as we mentioned in our other episode. They used uh, Milwaukee County Stadium, and I think mm-hmm. they painted the seats or did something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you can tell it's Camden Yards. Yeah. In mm-hmm. right field, especially you see the warehouse and all that. Yep. Chico Bail Bond sign there. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sheraton Inner Harbor. <laughs> I saw that sign when Rick Vaughn was coming in. Oh, I did? Yeah, it says Sheraton Inner Harbor. Oh, so like, there's a little bit of a tell there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so one, uh, we were talking about Wesley Snipes didn't reprise his role. Uh, so, so we actually found out in an article by uh, Chris Nashawati when he, we, we mentioned it in our first episode as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, actually, I just finished his book, The the Caddy, Making of Caddyshack. Really good book. Actually, it's more of a book about, I don't want to get too far off base here, but it was more of a book about. Pun intended. Yeah, really. <laughs> more, more of a book about like the birth of National Lampoon and, and through that as well, Saturday night, Saturday night live. And then, you know, obviously some of the greatest comedic minds and that we've seen with Harold Ramis and Chevy Chase and Bill Murray and all those guys. Anyway, he had a cool article. Uh, where he interviewed Corbin Burnson, and Burnson recollected a run-in with Wesley Snipes prior to doing this movie. And he said, "Hey, Willie, or so, sorry, hey Wesley, what's going on? Did you did you know here we're going to be making Major League Two? And Snipes said to him, "Oh, you're really going to do that?" And I, he, Burnson says, "Wow, I thought how quickly uh, I forget he's become Wesley Snipes now." And he said that always rubbed me the wrong way. So it's kind of a dick move. Yeah, yeah it is. Kind Big of timed him a little bit. Big yep. time for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So Kevin Hickey, who plays uh, Indians pitcher Ray Shoop, Shoopy, he's actually Shoopy. A, he was actually a, a former major leaguer, formerly major league pitcher. He made his debut in 1981 with the White Sox, and he pitched six seasons in the majors between 81 and 91. So he went up and down a little bit, but he had a couple of really good seasons. Actually, he was nice. a relief relief guy. Steve Yeager, he was the technical advisor on this film. He was on the first one as well. He also plays bench coach Duke Temple. So Jaeger played 15 seasons. I love that guy. Yeah, he's yeah, a beauty. He's, he's a lot more prominent in this movie than he was in the first yep. one. Yeah. Uh, he played 15 seasons in the majors, mostly with the Dodgers between 1972 and 1985. He won a World Series with the Dodgers in 81 and was named World Series co-MVP. Another cool thing about him, he coached in the Dodgers organization from 1999 to 2018 and was intrament- instrumental in the development of Russell Martin. Oh, cool. Nice. So that's one guy, apparently, whenever it comes up in interviews, Russell Martin always gives a lot of credit to Jaeger. That's awesome. Yeah, it is cool. Canadian. And then one last thing on him, because I think this guy's just the, well, we've talked about how cool he is. He posed for Playgirl magazine in 1982. Really? (laughs) Not too shabby. (laughs) Well done. Big wrench. done. Yes, we (laughs) No kidding, eh? How how did that go over though when he was up? That had to be a little uh, cannon fodder coming oh, up. Oh yeah, to the sure as if you but you're like, well, <laughs> which what do you want battery to did he use today, bud? Yeah. <laughs> that being said, though, it's one of the things you'd be getting chirped about. You'd be like, okay, yeah, all right. He, you know, he wouldn't have done it either unless he was pretty confident about that. Oh, so yeah. it's not like you could chirp him because he'd be like, "What are you working with there, pal?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the movie was slammed by movie critics. Robert. Roger Ebert had this to say, the humor is so predictable, forced and awkward that the actors sometimes seem like helpless bystanders. Another top critic had this to say, generally feels like a case of needless extra innings. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. 
pun. That's a, that's a terrible joke. <laughs> it is a bad joke. <laughs> Some of these critics, though, I don't know. Exactly. Who knows? Let's jump into our realism review. What do you have as realistic and what was unrealistic for you? Sure. I had um, some of the real things I had. You know, the thing you talked about spring training, and I noticed that some of that, I didn't want to put it under unrealistic, but I thought they did a good job of making, like, the feel of the park look very spring training-like. Yeah. yeah. Through the drills, through the coaches walking. I mean, sometimes you see coaches ripping the dirt. That, I've seen that before. Um, Jamie, you made a really good point, and that was a point I had about MLB players hitting really bad pitching. Like it drops off fast, and a re- everyday MLB pitcher will make a double A pitch, or never, sorry, an everyday MLB player will make a double A pitcher look bad. Yeah, I saw one time uh, with a Philly Todd Pratt, who in the major leagues he was a big guy, but he was hitting bombs, and he was hitting bombs off nobody pitchers. He faces proper major league pitching, and he's Todd Pratt again. Yeah, and like just four hundred ten foot towering shots to center field. You're like, this guy's gonna be the second coming. No, um. <laughs> The entrances, sorry, uh, the ballpark, um, I had, sorry, what was the one note I had? The, it wasn't the ballpark, I'm sorry. The bullpen chatter, that's one thing I had for real. When you're talking in the bullpen, when Rube and uh, um, Ricky are talking in the bullpen a lot and just kind of talking about those random things, you're looking up and you're looking around, that's pretty real too. Those kind of things. Those guys interacting with you, like if you're a fan and you're interacting with, like there's been multiple times where we've been at a Jays game and we've been chirping the guys. Yeah. yeah, They'll chirp it right back. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. And here, Dirk Hayhurst talks about that in his book. Oh, 100%. Uh, The Willie, the piece with Willie trying to be a power hitter. You always have somebody trying oh, to yeah. stay stay in your lane, Willie. Like you, that happens a lot. Get on base. Trying to pull the ball every time. We see the Jays sometimes. Even that happens to them. Like not taking what's given, not getting on base, not following in your what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Deion Sanders tried to do that for a bit. With yeah. The Braves. Oh, shocking. You yeah. know the uh, the other one was Jake's transition to coaching and the struggle with retiring. Where you're like, well, I could do this and I could work for Pepsi or whatever company it was, and I'd make more money doing it. But at the same time. You don't love what you're doing. Yeah, you knew he was going to come back. I thought that was something that looked pretty real. Uh, Jack Parkman, I thought he played a very good realistic power-hitting catcher, a good power-hitting villain, and I thought he... And David Keith is big, and he yeah. kind of fits the role of big. He looks, he looks like a guy, like, you know, I'm assuming they don't give Parkman's age in this. Yeah. Uh, but he, he kind of... He like, looked like an older guy. He'd been yeah. around the block a bit. I wonder if some of it was... I know he wasn't a catcher, but just the name... Dave Kingman, remember Dave Kingman? Yeah, hundred percent. He kind of like had that hulking kind of look to him. Oh, totally. Uh, the last real thing I'll hit on was we already talked about with Mackie Sasser, like the ball back to the pitcher. Yeah, I've been a catcher. I've gotten Switch the yips before, and I have to tap my glove twice with the ball to get it back to you, zone yourself back in. It can happen. You, I, I've thrown it sidearm before. Like I literally would hit it, tap my glove twice, and then it like lined me back up. Remember when it we watched happen. just playing catch, yeah. just being catcher? Yeah, I know, but just like I always say, like that it can throwing, happen. That to me, you're just playing a game of catch. It yeah. can happen. I've had pitchers throw over my head myself pitching. I've had it, there's nothing more frustrating than pitching when you have to like jump to catch the ball. Yeah, and it looks bad. Do you remember? Do you remember when they tried to launch that? That Canadian baseball league. Yeah, I want to say it was like 15 or more years ago. And we were at, I remember we were at uh, McGinnis Landing wing night. Yep. And it was a kind of a big deal because they, they thought they could make a goal of it. They thought this could be like a legitimate, almost minor league, independent league type thing. Yeah. 
And the first night they had, they had like a team from Toronto playing London or somebody. Yep. And the catcher got the yips. Uh, the ca- it was it was Rube Baker. It was we, remember him. he was bowling the ball back to the pitcher. Yeah, he was like rolling it, and you're like, your league's done. Oh, yeah. Like, Billy on. Wilson was one of the coaches, and he was just like, this is brutal. Yeah, like the league that was, and they had some legitimate guys like the first Butler. night. That's first first night, XFL. Game. The Butler That's brothers right, were playing in the game. Yeah, like, the Butler. Oh, it was. They bad. had a bunch of former major leaguers and some young guy like guys that were coming up. And that, that sunk them. This catcher got the yips. Oh, yeah. I mean, the guys were running wild. They were just like, he was rolling the ball back to the pitcher. And then, like, I remember the pitcher would, like, run halfway to the to, he, pl- to the plate to get the ball because people were running on them. Like, it's crazy. A couple of fake ones. I'll be quick. Um, listening to hecklers. That's insane. Uh, the last pitch you threw me thing, like, just the Pedro Serrano piece was so stupid. Um Jake's super old. He wouldn't even be invited and wouldn't even be considered as a catcher. Not if he's he like already 41. Knew. Not if you knew you or would have read the you. intention of putting him in there. Yeah. Yeah. The and writing you saw was how on the bad wall. his knees were he's the 41. year before. And I think they said he was 41 years old or something. Like, yeah. Come on. You're done. And like Parkman, it might have been like really early in camp that he was showing up too. Like the writing was on the wall there. Like, yeah. You'd have to I be. mean, there's lots of fake stuff. We could go on a really long time. Oh, the only other one real thing. I was trying to look at real stuff to be like, into it the only other real thing i had and i had this happen to me and that's how we learned from playing boy baseball to man baseball was good hitters like serrano does pretending to miss pitches intentionally to get you to throw it again and hit it 500 feet that happens mm. i've done it now as an yeah. old man baseball player where you're Set, like you're setting them up whiff on a curveball and they'll be like yeah and you're like i know it's coming again and I'm manny marie ramirez used to do that this Talk that's very it. legit that people do Yep. And I'd have, the first time it happened to me, and then it happened once, and it never happened again, but I've done it too. Hmm. I kind of stuck with the, I mean, we talked, or you talked about the, the branding piece. Uh, totally realistic, obviously, given today's athletes and what they Old do. Olfactory, Olfakalakini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that commercial that he shot. Remember those commercials, though? I was thinking about that. What are the right guards? The right guards. Yeah. They the were Rikers. everywhere. I was on brand with it because uh, they had the tagline and everything. Gibson had some, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, who else? There was another. Did you see who the director was? There was a football player had one. Who am I thinking? I can't remember. It's gonna. I have to go back. Did you? Yeah, see I, I saw it. I couldn't put. I couldn't. So he was on my, Seinfeld. He played the right. NBC guy on Seinfeld, and also. Uh, but he's been in a ton of other. Stuff. Ton of other stuff. He was in uh, Ballers. Plays one of the business partners in Ballers. I forget the guy's name. Yes, the Rock's business yes, partner. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, the guy that owns the company. One yeah, of the, the older yeah. guys. Yeah, yeah. One of the brothers. And oh, okay. with the yacht. He's in a lot of stuff lately. He's in another. He's oh, and uh, the the Good Doctor. He plays uh, Doctor Glassman and the Good Doctor. It's yes. a good one. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what uh, I had? Uh, oh, the base stealing stretch. Willie Mays Hayes, where he steals second and third, then home. That's yeah. not happening. No, no, uh, no he's not Kevin Pillar. Him, <laughs> <laughs> him pulling the uh, the A Rod, yelling, "I got it! I got it! I got it!" That's not happening either. Because no. you'd be dead the next he play. Would. <laughs> yeah. Tanaka so making the too. barehanded catch to end the game. Standing <laughs> on top of the wall. Come on. Like, I know it's over the top. It's, it's supposed to be a comedy, but like, it's so over the top. That's what the thing that bugged me in this movie was the stuff that was just so off-brand with the comedy. I was like, that's just it's too too far outside. <laughs> so silly. And then like the standing one, on top of the wall. Yeah. <laughs> the last one that I have, it that I was like, that's totally unrealistic. Vaughn not banging... Uh, the agent or whatever at his place when she came back for this like flannery yeah you're gonna you're gonna hit that one last time let's be honest (laughs) yeah 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 um (laughs) 
one of the things I had was uh, Taylor's reactions to Rube Baker, all the like facial reactions, and, like <laughs> throwing his hands up. It's so funny. Like, yeah. And the you Baker want the pitcher to coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want the pitcher to pitch from second base? He <laughs> <So laughs> throws the cup in the air. He's like, had enough. That's totally how it would feel. Um, the diehard fans that are super critical of everything their team does. Oh yeah, that's pretty much me. Yeah, <laughs> with the Jays. Except they have chat boards now, <laughs> chat rooms. Yeah, exactly. Right, like it's me with the Jays. <laughs> uh, one, one super unrealistic thing: Jesse the Body Ventura jumping from a steel girder down onto the dock. <laughs> uh, hello, WrestleMania Six. <laughs> He's just the body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some of the stuff was just. I mean, we say this with everything that's like uh, an older time piece, but. 1994 that the inappropriate signs and comments like oh my the, god the engine power sign behind yeah it's <laughs> not yeah. good it's like wow um some of the stuff like that here's one thing that really bugged me so vaughn was touching 100 at the end of the first movie and then now he's topping out at 86 uh like half a half a year later yeah that immediately would be you'd be shutting that pitcher down and you'd be sending him for medicals being like what there's something physically wrong with oh, this yeah. guy if he can't hit a dead arm. yeah yeah something would be going on uh Skeptic and then somehow he goes from throwing 86 to a month and a half later he's thrown in the high 90s again it's like mm-hmm. okay what is going on here that's just ricky that, Vaughn, you're not gonna ricky get Vaughn's that. on the mitchell report yeah you're not gonna get that kind of like reaction and one and one of the things what because the movie was five years apart some of the guys just didn't didn't look like they were eight months, you know, mm-hmm. after, like in spring training from the fall. They just, like, yeah. uh, Charlie Sheen was a lot more doughy. He was you know? thicker. Like, yep. He his older. getting a little older, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. It, they, some of the people just didn't look. Jake Taylor's getting old. Yeah. They, yeah. they yeah. just, the guys didn't, the guys aged, like, they had aged five years on a lot of cocaine and stuff. So it's just like what it was. <laughs> a Hollywood five. Yeah. Hollywood five. There you go. Um, soundtrack music by a uh, French composer, Michel Colombier. Colombier uh, has composed music for several movies, including the money pit, ruthless people, new Jack city, and the program. What do we think of the soundtrack? I'll be really, really fast today. Uh, wild thing. The greatest baseball movie song of all time. Web. Pretty, pretty legit. Except if you're Mitch Wild Thing Williams. Uh, yeah, I mean Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble is a nice little touch, right? When they're they're win they win the game there and the mm-hmm. houses I'm rocking it don't bother knocking. Um, but yeah, it's pretty tame in terms of soundtracks. There's not a whole lot for us to sink our teeth into. It's it does the job. It's very consistent with the first movie. Yes, you know yes. you got that Pennant Fever song they put in there. Yeah. And tribe talk all that stuff yep. and the little compose thing when they go on their winning streaks yeah yeah you're just like whatever yeah it's major league yep exactly uh so let's get this wrapped up uh what do we rank this among all-time baseball movies what do you have at all-time sports movies uh all-time baseball movies uh, in the top oh man 25 like it has its moments but yeah i think i'm gonna put her back in the vault and maybe see it in 20 more years again. Um, overall, way down the dial. Uh, it's outside the top 100. It'll be a while when I watch this again. That's for sure, Web. So I'm originally, when we did Major League One, I was very adamant that you it were. is. Yeah, you really were. That this I was is significantly better. Yeah, here so we go. having rewatched this, and I remember watching this movie a lot when I was younger. It was one of those ones that was on TMN. A ton. So I watched it a bunch. (laughs) 
And there are still, to this point, there are still certain things I like. Number one, Bob Euchre is way better in this movie than he is in the first one. Yeah. He's hilarious in this one. And no one, I, I, if you they say. They expanded him a bit in this Yes. Point, yeah. So they, they hit on whatever they, I like the, I like the storyline, uh, the main story of this one mm-hmm. better. I think it's better written. However, um, or the idea that these guys have kind of let money and fame go to their head. I think that's that's a better storyline overall. Yeah. However, I don't like what they did with guys like Serrano. And I don't like... I like the introduction of Rube Baker. I think he's a great character in this one too. Mm-hmm. I don't like what they did with Dorn. Um, because it wasn't explained well enough. Um, and there was some points with like... Even with Vaughn where you're like... He's not... I mean, he's supposed to be kind of the main character, but he's not really the main character. And then there's there's just a not there's too much where they don't show him having enough success, and then the fall from grace. Like I feel like he should have started with a couple big series, right? Where he's like, yeah, he's he's on top of the world. Like, yeah, the dead arm. Like they don't explain it well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, it's also kind of a spoof movie. So you got to take that with a grain of salt, right? I think there's some wickedly funny jokes in this one, like. I still laugh out loud at this one. So I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to put it ahead of Major League One now. It might be real close though. And you catch me on the right day. I'd watch it again. I own it on DVD. I'm not going to go run to like hook up the DVD player to watch it, but <laughs> I would, I, I would watch it again if I was flipping through something and came on. So I'll say movies, baseball movies, probably in the top 25, top 20, top 20, uh, all time. I don't know. Anywhere between 75 and 90. Somewhere yep. in and around there. Yep. I've, I've actually... There's a lot of things I... You guys hit it on them all. You know, uh, I just and I talked a little bit earlier. Like, just some of the characters were just written really poorly. Um, story had good potential. I, fe- I feel like they dropped the ball a little bit on some things, like you mentioned, Webb. Uh, I, I do have it... I'm, you know me, I love baseball, and... It's just a feel-good movie. You, you know, you get some laughs out of it and stuff. So I do have it at 15 on my all-time baseball movie list. Um, and I have it just outside the top 50 for me. I do I do have it higher than than some other ones just because the comedy is funny. Bob Uecker's hilarious. And Parkman. Parkman, to me, is more believable than Clue Haywood. I enjoy Parkwood, Parkman better than I do Clue it's Haywood. Just more- Parkman's good. Parkman makes is also part of the reason this movie sticks out for me. His speaking yeah. parts in it, right? Like yes, yeah. and he's he's, charismatic. he's super believable he's and charismatic. And, yeah. yeah, he's really charismatic. He looks the part of an yeah. elite catcher. And he's a and David he's Keith a has shake. all cool acting shades. jobs. Like David yeah. Keith's oh, a good yeah. actor. He was in uh, Officer and a Gentleman. He's good in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know, he's been in some things. He's he's good. He plays it off well. No, like I just think that the I just think from you know writing standpoint and what they've maybe kept in the movie versus what they didn't they, they i think they dropped the ball a little bit on it had potential to be a really good sequel it's not a horrible sequel but i didn't know that they were five years apart that also makes a huge difference it does it's you kind of lose your window i think you know two to three years yeah, yeah you got to try to get that sequel in there yeah yeah you do you got to fix it i mean any sequel especially that's with really- young actors any sequel that's been really, really good, I don't know. I mean, for me anyways, they I feel like they come on pretty they, – they they either have the idea for the sequel before they Release finish the first one. Right. Yeah, or they you know, it's already been written ahead and it's just waiting. Right. Um, or or they're just really good at writing it on the heels of you know, the first one. And it always loses a little bit of luster for me when a character 
gets changed. Like, uh, they keep the character in the movie, but you have a different actor. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not a soap opera. It's not on Viv and, and Uncle Phil. No. You no. know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, it's almost like, well, you should have just written that guy out of it. Like, you know, when they didn't bring back Eddie Harris, which you're not going to. He was like 8,000 years old. <laughs> yeah. But he could have been a coach in this one, you know. Imagine he could have been your pitching, pitching coach. coach. Come, oh, my God. It'd be yeah. hilarious. Horseman. In, yeah. He did Rudy the year before this one, actually, as uh, uh That's right. Dan Divine. Dan, uh, Divine. Dan Divine, yeah. And the Green Bay Packers. Uh, let's jump to our draft. So, just talking about sequels, we're going to be doing uh, worst sequels in movie history as our draft. Oh, there's a lot to go on in this. Yeah, there one. is. Yeah, I don't have first this week. I know that. No, I think you do, Jr. I have second. Okay, but... okay. Let's do uh, one. There's lots, like you guys said. Um, okay, I'm gonna start off uh, with a movie that I really enjoyed as a kid. Always funny, always good for a couple laughs. Then sequel two was just absolutely atrocious. So I've never even given it a look until we started to talk about the draft. I am going to go with Weekend at Bernie's 2. <laughs> Good pick. That is a horrible sequel compared to how awesome Weekend at Bernie's 1 was. Oh, great he, pick. He, he gets so up and starts bad. dancing when he hears the music. So bad. They're spraying him in deodorant. <laughs> Come on, Bernie. Let I Bernie did laugh go. hard at it, though. Go put him in the ground already. <laughs> Bernie's Bernie done. I thought the kid buried him at the end of 1. Yeah. <laughs> Let it go. It's Poor over. Bernie, man. That Bernie. that jacket though. That jacket. They, oh they should. I don't know what type of jacket that was. That that vinyl like uh, Boca Raton oh, yeah. jacket or whatever. But that should. That, everyone should go out and buy one of those because he, he that thing's been through the wars it's and almost, it still holds up. It's almost like modern day times. There's that this dead guy waving his arm with a string. You're like, this is wrong. <laughs> hey Bernie, away, bud! <laughs> You're like this is pathetic. These two idiots. How come Bernie never rots? I don't know. I, so it's all the uh, duster uh, juice. Or I think something. all I the drugs know. he did probably pre- kept his body <laughs> preserved on the inside. <laughs> I don't know. It's funny. We all oh, brutal movie though. <laughs> that's that's good pick, Jr. Uh, I actually was going through the the list, and uh, there's a lot of like sports sequels that are really oh, bad, yeah. actually. So I actually stuck all my picks are sports movies. So I'm going to start out with. Like, Kind of an uh, well, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna make a pretty obvious one for my first one. So I watched this movie once and never watched it again. Although it did get a lot of the major stars to come back, and Chevy Chase is in it to reprise his iconic role as Ty Webb. Caddyshack Two is a terrible movie. I've never even seen. I it. didn't even know they had it until you had mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I it, honestly like when we I did Caddyshack. It. Yeah. I completely forgot I about no it because uh, I watched it once and it was really bad, and I didn't go back to it. Uh, it received a 3.4 rating on internet duty, uh, internet movie database and only a 4% on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like that, that whole Caddyshack thing has done a good job of burying that movie. Yeah. Yes. You never see it around no, anywhere. It, no. All you see is Caddyshack, but you I never I even forgot Chevy Chase was in until today when I was just looking it up to just get some particulars on it. Like, it had a budget of $20 million and it only brought in $11 million. <laughs> That's like, So you lost $9 million on the movie. That's embarrassing. Ooh. Like, really bad. Okay, I'm going with... Uh, I kind of was on the same wavelength as you. Like, a movie that the um, original was such a good movie, and then they're, like, clearly trying to cash in on a second one, even mm-hmm. though it's going to be brutal. I went with uh, Speed 2. Oh, it's oh yes. List. On the boat. On the boat. Uh, with like Willem Dafoe is like the big bad guy, great bad guy, but like how I just that first one was so good. Like let Jason it be. Patrick was in it too, or something. No, no Speed Two. 
cruise cruise control, control yeah <laughs> like i think it was jason but was it uh was, it was it sandy, sandy b yeah it was sandy b jason and patrick jason patrick yeah because oh, he was so he, bad he kind of got famous because he started dating uh julia roberts or something something like that yeah, yeah speed like, one was good oh, speed yeah. one was amazing great it's movie. still a great movie yeah. hell yeah speed two uh so, yeah that was not sandy so, b's breakout yeah it was yeah. And, uh, arizona piano. wildcut there's no not even a piano no piano piano knew better oh yeah he was going into the matrix yeah uh yeah so i'm gonna go with that one for my first my second one i mean there's so many i'm looking at this one list and i can't even believe that there's one of these let alone other ones but i'm not gonna pick that one i'm gonna go i'll go sports movies too technically not a sports movie but i guess you people will call it the next karate kid oh god yeah oh. i had a hard enough time with karate kid 2 let's be honest i liked 2 2 I, is no. two, 2 i got 2 on i okenawa. got two. Is 2 when they go to okinawa or 3 yeah. Yeah. okinawa's 2 okay and then three i didn't is mind where, that one. Uh, 3 i yeah i have 3 down i couldn't remember whatever one 2 though seriously mind a little okinawa you're going to have kids fighting to the death to honor their masters yeah it's, That's it's, it's a drum it's technique ridiculous. Yeah. it's a drum technique <laughs> Yeah, I'm at going the, at the old uh, abandoned castle. But next, and now Corny next was karate here, like kids. Fourteen year old Daniel, finish him, and he's got the handcock. Like this kid weighs about 106 pounds. What's he gonna do with the butterfly knife? <laughs> yeah, next oh, karate so kid mean. starring Hillary Swank. Yeah, oh, that's fun. That was Brutal. Her kind of a breakout. Yeah. Her, that one in uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. She, yeah, she was oh, cool. yeah. All right, I'm up again. I'm I, back to you, James. Oh, well, I'm going to go a little off the grid here with this one, because uh, I remember this sequel came out. It came out two years after the original cult hit classic Teen Wolf, starring Michael J. Fox. Well, the sequel, <sighs> Teen Wolf 2, and they spell 2, Whoa. T-O-O. You know it's going to be a bad sequel when they when they spell bad 2, puns. T-O-O, oh, like yeah. they did with uh, Dumb and Dumber? Oh, yeah. Uh, so this starred a young Jason Bateman, and it flopped. Receiving 3.4 rating on Internet Movie Database, 9% on Rotten Tomatoes. But it was the concept of, you know, if you guys ever actually watched this one, but the concept is is uh, this is like Michael J. Fox's cousin. He doesn't know he has the teen wolf gene. Oh, God. And uh, he goes to college, and he, for some reason, they picked boxing as the sport they were going to do. So he's oh. a boxer in college, and he turns into a wolf, and he's boxing university kids as a wolf. <laughs> In college. <laughs> and I don't even think I need to say anymore. I think that's how we'll just leave it on there. Amazing. Oh, that's Amazing. Good. All right, is it back to me? It is. It okay, is. so well, I'll jump in the sports realm on this one, too. Um, I'm going to go with one that we've discussed many times, you, all of us. Um, there are sports ones, but I have to throw this out there. Um, when you have the Junior Goodwill Games... Um, you have Iceland as a hockey powerhouse. <laughs> Canada losing like nine three to somebody. Jamaica, Jamaica, Jamaica beat them. Yeah, or Trinidad and Tobago, or somebody yeah, beat them. Yeah, like we're talking that. knuckle pucks. You go out and find Russ from the from roller hockey. Um, Wasn't he fat, Albert? Do <laughs> the Mighty Ducks two is awful. It's really. It's bad. one of the worst sports sequel movies I've ever seen. That being said, it was entertaining. Horrible movie. I, I lied. It. I hated it. There's some iconic, really bad lines in that movie, though. What? Every time a puck flipped up, would you go knuckle puck and then slap knuckle it? Puck that. <laughs> or uh, uh, movie's horrible. The, the thing I was thinking of was uh, what's his name, Gunnar Stahl. Oh, yeah. good job, Captain Duck. Oh my god! <laughs> like just the, the corniest lines in it. The best thing we got out was Julie the cat. Yeah, I'd say that well, was the biggest win we well, had. I don't understand why Gunnar Stahl does a triple D 
between the red line and the blue line, stops just after he crosses the blue line, pauses for like what seems like an eternity, mm-hmm. and then takes a clapper. And well, then she saves it, and the crowd has no idea where the puck is. Well, if it's not in the net, it didn't go in. With her glove hand. Yeah. And not only that, she's known for having a good... Why would you right. go block her side? Why would you not? Just, I, I, I yeah. think somebody didn't do their watch any game film. No, they didn't. Uh, last pick I'm going to go is back to whatever you call a mainstream movie. You guys might disagree with me on this, but I really feel like it should have stopped at one and they were just starting to dig for money. And I'm sure they did well in their sequels. The Hangover. Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like The Hangover should have had the, an amazing movie in 09, 2010, whatever it was. I'll give them the second one. Second I one was okay. Like there shouldn't Tyson have been any more. Tyson at the end. I mean, yes. I feel like there shouldn't have been any more. Three, awful. Three, stop. Yeah, I feel Enough. like it just should have been the one. The one was perfect. You can't keep losing your buddies. I mean, and I know they made what going for money, and I respect that. I get what you're doing. You're going to make a buck, no problem. But that only happened to like me once. The that one. was a uh, front neck party. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, and um, I feel like you just can't. You have to stop at one. Yeah. No, I don't know. You guys, I think two. I think they could have made two. I think the second one was okay. The second one in Thailand. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. It was, but like, but you're, I, I kind of typically agree with you on that one. Like that kind of style needs to stop. Yeah, you got Doug. You got him back. The marriage app. Roofies. Yeah, Rooflin. What's Rooflin? Um. Is it me again? Motherfuckers! That's yeah. so me now. <laughs> I love how he was a doctor before and he just got into acting. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> That's what makes him Imagine better. he was your doctor and then you see him and you're like, that was my doctor. Remember yeah. everybody real- didn't know that? And they're like, that guy you're was like, a doctor? You're like, wow, I just saw his bush. Well, I guess he's seen mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This is, you know, there's a lot of ones to pick from. Uh, I could do a real quick short one, but I'm not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with this one. Slapshot 2. Oh, I knew this yeah. movie was going to be atrocious before I watched it. I actually held off from watching it until like a couple years ago. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to watch this movie. It was terrible. It stole 104 minutes from my life and I'll never get them back. Oh, yeah. You know you're in tough when you've got the third most marketable Baldwin Brothers starring in your movie. <laughs> 25 mean, years later. <laughs> he topped out in Biodome with Polly Shore and that's the end of it. You know, So that's it. I got Slapshot too. It was terrible. And they made a third one. I did not watch that. One. Just anything for a dollar at that point. Oh, Holy apparently God. Nancy Dowd, who wrote the movie, didn't didn't give them permission and and was just like, no, like, but if you make it, I think she had some lawsuits out against them, but eventually dropped them. Oh well, I can't believe this fell to me. Not only should they have never made this movie, they should have never ever made its predecessor. There should have never been multiple of these movies, let alone a sequel. I got a feeling I know where this is going. Why are we ever getting a sequel of Doug Glatt and Goon? Yes. Goon 2. Agreed. Why is this ever happening? There's a lot of people Agreed. out there that like Goon. Those people are stupid. Yeah, I agree, Webb. I agree. I had that on my list, too. Please hit us up if you like Goon 2. A lot of people like You Goon. are stupid. I just had a this note about it. Like Simply Goon. put, they never should have made the first one, let alone the second one. That's what I had. Absolutely. Yeah. I I'm, thought you were going to say MVP. No. I don't know. Most valuable I'm staying away from all of those. Air Bud, Air Buddy. They're all gone. They made like three most valuable primate. Oh, my gosh. I I don't disagree with you, but there's a lot of people that like Goon. 
Yeah, well, they're I'm stupid. not one of them. No, I'm not one of them. They're stupid. Yeah. I said it. I they, that movie get at me, bro. Following. Province of Quebec too. They love goo. Oh, of course. And there you go. It makes sense though. It's true. Hey, it looks good on you though. <laughs> <laughs> she got a free bowl of soup with a hat like that. <laughs> Jared's favorite. Oh yeah. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Shut up. Hey. I I got one honorable mention. I think Lil Webb will get a kick out of this one. Uh. Do you guys remember, and it's going to date me probably, do you guys remember the movie Three Ninjas? Yeah. Yes. Three Ninjas Kickback. No, they, back. Kick no, back. they didn't. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Another one? Oh, yeah. yeah. It oh, was God. so <laughs> bad. Oh, God. I got another honorable mention, too, and this never should have happened because the first one was so good. Taken. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just leave it. Yes. It, just That's make the visuals off. Stand alone. Like, you're going to get downloads. I'll take two. I watched Taken 3. John Wick. Watch Taken 3. Don't make multiple. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, they, those ones. Done. The third one was stupid. Second one, okay. Third one was ridiculous. Wasn't there a second Bloodsport? Yeah, I never watched it. Yeah, I vaguely There's some movies it. where I'm like, I'm not going to watch it. No. Yeah. Sandlot, uh, one. I never watched no. it. Two and three, never going to watch Just leave those. it. One's, are, one's perfect. Home Alone's. Yeah. After two. Major League 3, Back to the Miners was bad. I saw it. It was Sorry, really what? There's bad. a third one? There's a third one. Oh, Rube Baker's in it, isn't he? There's actually a few guys. There's Dennis Haysbert, Corbin Burns, yeah. and Rube Baker. Um, it's President terrible. Palmer is really hurting for cash. Oh, yeah. Thank oh, God yeah. for Jack Bauer. It's terrible. <laughs> the only thing that's funny is it's one of Walton Goggins' first roles. Oh, God. What Fire in the hole. <laughs> Jesus. Raylan Givens. Uh, anyway. Back in the Miners is bad. It's bad. Kindergarten Cop 2. Dolph Lundgren plays the Arnold What? There's a second one? That's now. amazing. I did not know <laughs> that. Arnie's not in, is he? No, it's Dolph Lundgren's the Kindergarten Cop. Oh, That's God. amazing. <laughs> I have to see <laughs> this now. It. Just grab one of the Expendables and throw them in a Just movie. insert now. new one. Uh, oh, the Expendables okay. are amazing. Any of the American Pies? Oh, yeah. They're pretty bad. Yeah. The second one was kind of funny. Was that the beach? When That's they go the, the Lake Michigan one. Yeah. Stiffler's mom makes bad. a return. <laughs> And the last one I'll Jesus throw Jesus sakes, Jim. Put a shirt on. It's <laughs> yeah. in the females. The last one I'll throw. Like some of the police academies. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Stop. The only one I gave a pass was when Janet Gretzky Five. was in it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fifth one, they go to Miami. Oh, my God. Mahoney or whatever. Can make so many reason. noises or whatever his name was. The one who made all the noises. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jonesy. Jones. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay. High tower, like beat someone up. You're like, Shocker. I think like maybe two of them were okay. And that ski was ski school too. Ski oh. school. I forgot about ski those. school too. Time machines. Oh, any of the one. scary movies? Oh yeah, yeah. You know what sequel I did like? I liked Grown Ups Two better than Grown Ups One. Yeah, the Grown Ups those are. I couldn't ones. sit through either of them. I liked Grown Ups Two. That was funny. It's just a it's just a reprisal of uh, all those SNL guys. Co- they come yeah, they're just hanging out. back. So it was yeah. kind of a, just a reunion of that. And stuff. Kevin James. Yeah. And Shaq's Shaq's amazing. In number is, two. Shaq's he's hilarious, hilarious in two. He's. I'll watch anything with Shaq. I don't even mind Kazam. Is that what it's called? Oh, Shazam. Can't do it. Kazam. Shazam. Oh, Kazam. Where he's like the genie. Yeah. Cleo and I watched it. it was on uh, Disney. Can't do it. And I knew it was a bad movie, but I'm nope. like, I'll watch it again. It was. Can't was, do it. I was laughing. Can't win with it. Nope. Can't win with them. No. Can't win with them. Don't want them on my team. Don't want them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. All right. Tell them where to hit us up, Web. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Engage with us on social. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Please continue to engage with us on Twitter at Big League Flicks, on Instagram at Big League Flicks Pod, on TikTok. You can check out old Brucey. That's right. And don't forget, if you like uh, what you heard today about us talking a little bit about baseball, check out our video out on YouTube where we uh, – 
get our uh, ultimate sports baseball team together yeah. for movie t- movie players. The all-time team and uh, and chirp us if you don't like our picks. Take care everybody. Talking movies about sports and the glitz and the glamour Got a cold beer pairing for the leading lady staring Fun facts and trivia and man rocket comparing Soundtracks and music, they'll rate all these things Was it real or did they lose us as the fat lady sings? Talking junk, have a giggle, comedy, drama, romance Did the film deliver six to noon in my pants With their big bag of tricks, these podcast critics Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks Jordan Christian and Jammer with Big League Flicks Jordan Christian and Jammer